Hi guys, welcome to my Move and Inspire podcast. My name is Sophie Deer. I'm a yoga teacher, a health and happiness warrior, and like you, I'm constantly doing my best to navigate this crazy world that we live in. My mission is to spread the zest that I have for life to each and every one of you and give you the chance to feel empowered, strong, connected, healthy, and above all, happy. I will be interviewing some kick-ass and inspirational people to motivate you to create transformations in order to live your best possible life. Hi, Doria. Hello. How are you? you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for agreeing to join me on my podcast. Of course, of course. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Where are you at the moment? I'm in London, depressing okay. London, second lockdown for everybody. So it's not wow. one of the best times. Yes, yes. Not like but you in the sunny Bali. I know, I'm so lucky to be in Bali where there's basically not really um, ever been much of a lockdown. So yeah, I'm super, exactly. super lucky. But a great time for us to record a podcast, huh? Is <laughs> exactly. No better time than this. Exactly. So just to introduce my beautiful friend, Doria, um, who I met on a two-week yin teacher training in Goa in, I think it was 2018. I think, yes, I think it was, uh, yes, 18. Yeah, it's crazy how time just gets a little bit blurred now, but... Um, and then what was so great about um, meeting you there, we then ended up spending a week together in Portugal on a teacher's retreat with, an, with one of our favourite teachers, Cell, yes. and um, had another great time, lots of wonderful conversations there. And um, just to kind of give uh, our listeners a little bit of background about you. So Doria started practising yoga in 2010 as a form of rehabilitation after fighting cervical cancer. And she says, naked yoga finally taught me to accept my body and accept myself exactly how I am today with all my imperfections. And I want to convey this feeling to anyone who practices with me. So Doria, tell us a little bit about you and your story. Where were you in your life when you discovered that you had cancer? Oh God, Um, okay. That um, that time I was working um, as a store manager, so I was like working retail in London. Um, and basically, what happened is when I discovered I had cancer because I was um, having blood, I was bleeding after sex. Um, so at the time, I had a boyfriend, and I didn't really pay attention to that thing because it wasn't painful and so I was like okay you know just a little bit of blood it can happen and I didn't pay attention but that went like for maybe six months or maybe more until I um I went on the pill and you know when you get a contraceptions you you have like you know a set time where you stop the pill and maybe after two three days you got your period so this is something automatic for your body to happen and it didn't happen for me and I was like okay so maybe my body needs to adjust to the pill so I was like oh, I'm gonna wait another month 
go back on the pill again, I stopped the pill, not menstruations. I was like, okay, so here something is not going quite right. And I went to see my doctor, I had my test and um, it came back with abnormal cells. And he asked me to repeat the test one more time and that's what we did. And that when we had the confirmation that I had uh, cervical cancer. So when that happened, I was in a state of like, okay, um, I'm going to do this by myself because I don't want to, you know, tell my family um, that I have a cancer because they're going to like freak out. It's just, you know, I don't need this pressure. I don't need this stress in my life. And uh, I'm going to do this myself because this is how, you know, I used to live my life all by myself, you know, like the saddest song <laughs> that you ever listen. Um, and then I thought, maybe not. But just after all my uh, tests and examination, then, you know, you had to go through the uh, biopsy and then, you know, other not really nice tests. Um and bear in mind that I used to have my test every single year. So it wasn't something that I left there. Like, you know, I haven't had my test for five years. Obviously, that's why um, my cancer was actually quite advanced cancer. It was stage three. And, you know, when, when you go to the stage four, it's like, you know, there's nothing that you can do, basically. Um, so in a very short time of period, it... it it got very bad, the situation. Um, so I actually told my parents that I had cancer only two weeks before my operations. So that was like four months after I discovered I had cancer. Because I thought, yeah. you know, oh, I can do this. I can do this by myself. You know, that's how I used to do my things, you know, by myself, whatever. The only reason why I decide to tell my parents is because I thought if something like this happens to them and they don't tell me, I'm going to go, you know, I will go mad because I want to be part of that. I want to, you know, I want to be part of this thing, you know, that just this decision making. I want to be part of that. Um, and what happened, they came from Italy, so my family lives in Italy, and they stay here with me for a couple of weeks, and then my mom stayed for me, you know, for three months, because I wasn't able even to move after the operation. Um, I spent three months in my bed, um, so my mom was, like, cooking for me, she was, like, doing everything, and, uh, um, after the operation, obviously, they removed the lymph nodes because I had six lymph nodes affected by the uh, tumor. And um, when, you know, what happened, it was like I had to speak with the fertility clinic because they said, well, this is what's going to happen. You will need radiotherapy. And once you had to, uh, radiotherapy, you know, if you want to have kids, that won't be possible anymore. What would you like to do? And I was like, oh my God, 
I don't know, kids. I was like, me, kids, oh God, no. <laughs> so as I said, at that time I had a boyfriend, but it wasn't, you know, a relationship that I, I could see myself long time in the future. So I was like, no, this is not going to happen. Um, and I had the possibility to, to freeze my eggs. But the doctor, what the doctor said, said, well, you can do that, yes, we can do this. However, there is a chance that when we get there and we're going to catch, you know, the, the eggs, there might be a chance that we're going to touch one of the, the tumor cells and it's going to spread. So this is very risky. Still, is your decision. You know, there are people that always uh, dreamt of becoming a mother so this is not my case. I never, you know, thought about that. So I'm not a really maternal person, to be honest. <laughs> and, you know, if, if I find myself in the street and I see a dog and a baby, oh, I definitely go for the dog and not for the baby. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. So I was like, well, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm not really feel like I want to risk my life for something that society basically tells you that, you should have, you should do at some point in your life, at some age in your life, you should get married and you should have kids. So this is not something that is for me. And I'm not going to risk my life for that. Um, so I said no. And after the operation, I, I've been told to have chemotherapy and radiotherapy at the same time because it was a stronger treatment. And then what happened? So I was basically going to the hospital once a week for the chemotherapy. And um, well, obviously with my mom, because I wasn't able to, to walk by myself. Um, and then five times a week for the radiotherapy. And you know, that, that, that was hard. That was hard. It's, it's not much about... Um, well, yes, of course, the treatments are really strong on your body. They're going to, you know, that that is poison. Chemotherapy is poison in your body. So you're going to have like the wildest reactions. Um, but that wasn't the hardest part of this journey. It was being in the hospital and looking around and see people you know, doing this chemotherapy with you. And, you know, some of them were there for the second time, the third time, the fourth times. And you were like, oh my God, this is this might like be the end or, you know, this might never stop. Um, and you see people like, you know, who lost their hair and people who are not even able to sit on a chair anymore. They're just on a bed. So... The treatment itself, of course, is hard because, as I said, it's poison. So as soon as they put the needle on your hand, you don't feel hungry anymore, like in five seconds. And I remember that they were forcing me to have a sandwich before the treatment because then I wasn't able to eat after that. Um, but, you know. It is what it is, you know, it's something that, that I had to do and I've done it, you know, always with kind of smile on my face because, yeah, that that's the way we should do things, no matter what. 
Um, but as I said, the radiotherapy, it was like five days a week. So going back and forward, you know, to the hospital, like even able to walk, like standing, like I was like 90 degrees <laughs> position because of the operation and the scar and everything. So that was really hard. That was really hard. And then the chemotherapy gives you some side effects and then the radiotherapy gives you the opposite side effects. So your body is upside down completely all the times. And you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to survive. You don't know if you're going to be here next week. You don't know if you're going to be here next year. You just don't know. That That is quite stressful, to be honest. But um, here I am. Everything is good. It's been, let me think, it's been 11 years. So this, this 2020 has been my 11th anniversary cancer-free and I go and see my doctor once a year I still don't want to give up you know <laughs> they already told me like three four years ago it's like okay Doria that's it you don't need to come back here every year I was like don't you dare <laughs> like no no way I'm gonna come here every year you know just put it on your agenda <laughs> I'm gonna see you next year no jokes <laughs> Um, Doria, yes. how old were you when this um, when you were um, diagnosed? So I was thirty two, and thirty three was the year of the treatments. So yeah, I was thirty three when I, wow, so I went through that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite young. Yeah. And how long did um, the chemo and radiotherapy last? Uh, that was from, uh, okay, the, these treatments was about six weeks. The operation and the treatment, everything was like between April and the end of July, August treatments. And yeah. how long after the treatments did it take for you to start to feel... Um, oh, a God. little bit more normal because God, yeah, I... long time. <laughs> there was long time. Um, let's say um, from August to uh, February, March, April, or the following year. It was yeah. Radiotherapy is, is a is a bad thing. <laughs> it's a very bad one. Um, like the level of tiredness is just unbearable you 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 walk two steps and you're just like okay i had to sit down i can't do this you know and it takes a lot to go back so i remember i went back to uh to work in my in my shop as a full time and then i couldn't do that and then they put him you know as a part-timer and then back as a full-timer after a few months few months like and sitting down all day it wasn't like running up up and down the stairs as I used to do for a long time yeah wow well mm -hmm. you um I like so much to celebrate in the fact that it's been did you say 11 years yeah yeah 11 that's amazing that's yeah, so amazing it and it's just when you were talking about the fact that you had yearly smear tests and it managed mm -hmm. to um ramp up in such a short time yes that is 
is super scary and it, I just feel like because there's so much um, there's quite a lot of stigma isn't there around going and getting yourself a smear test and yeah. um, lots of girls don't for many many reasons and it is so so important it is it is and as I said you know um, I used to have every year my checks so I will never know if maybe you know my last check um, it wasn't read correctly so they missed it or if the cancer was so fast to grow you know and develop in such a short time well, I, you know we will never know which which is the right answer because sometimes you know do- doctors are human beings at the end of the day and they might have missed something some data some results some whatever you know um or maybe the cancer was so fast that yeah i was clear for the test and then you know i actually had a a little thing i suppose in my early 20s um I think that the age for smear tests on the NHS had gone from, it originally was like 21 and then they upped it to 25. Mm-hmm. And my mum was like, we're going to go and get you um, a smear test done privately. And luckily we yeah. were able to go and do that. And so lucky that we did because I ended up having um, a few smear tests, abnormal cells, because quite often mm-hmm. they can be abnormal. So had a few tests like that and then they were like "Hmm, we want to check this so we um did a biopsy and Mm -hmm. um as far as i remember understanding it um you have abnormal cells and then it's like cin1 cin2 cin3 and then cancer and my Mm -hmm. reading after the biopsy was cin3 um so they said we need to do a little operation and it was just um I think it's called a loop dithermy, where they mm-hmm. basically take off a layer of the um, the cells in the cervix. Yeah. And so I had that done. I must have been maybe 22. Um, but I remember just thinking, how lucky am I that my mum was like, we're just going to go and get you tested because the age had changed and she just wanted me to do it. And that was... It was very overwhelming being that age because I think a lot of my friends now um, have actually had the um, the abnormal cells and have had to have loop dithermies. Mm-hmm. I know quite a few people who've ended up having that. But in my early 20s, no one knew about that because no one was getting their test until 25. So exactly. it's just, uh, it's mad. I, I remember feeling very angry about the fact that, you know, the NHS had decided to up that age when people are susceptible to it at a much younger age um but yeah I've digressed slightly I have uh, my next question for you which is how did you come to find yoga um after um everything that happened to you oh yeah um so after all these treatments and everything you know you you have to go back to your life you want to go back to your normal life you know step by step little by little and you know as I was recovering my energies I thought you know I want to just do something for my body I want to get stronger body and I thought what maybe the only thing I could 
do right now is something very, very gentle. And I thought about yoga. I've never done yoga before in my life. And I thought, okay, well, let's see what this yoga is. And at the time, I was going to the, what is it called? Um, this, this center in London, uh, they give you support for, oh God, I just can't remember the name. Anyway, it's, it's a center that they give you free support, okay, for people affected by cancer, family, and friends. Um, so they, they were offering yoga classes. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go there. Um, so my first time I've done it into, in you know, in, in one of these centers, uh, Macmillan, Macmillan centers. Oh yeah. They're, really they're all over London. Yeah. They're, they're amazing. The people are working there. Oh God, they're just the best. Um, so I went there. I remember it was on Tuesday morning. So I was putting myself off on Tuesdays because, you know, I was in charge of the roster. So I was like, okay, Dora's going to be off on Tuesdays because she has to go to yoga. Um, And I went the first time, I was like, obviously there was a center for people affected by cancer. It wasn't a gym. It wasn't a yoga studio. Um, And there was a very gentle kind of yoga. And I remember myself thinking, like, at the end of the class, like, what is this? <laughs> this is so weird. This is just, this is nothing I ever tried before. And it just, I can't, you know, put it in any box. Like, what is this? And I was like, okay, I'm going to go back next week because I want to understand. It's just, you know, not enough for me. So I went back the following week. And still, at the end of the class, I thought, oh, God, this is weird. I want to understand. Went back, yeah, I went back again the third time. I've done the class, and I thought, okay, this is still weird, but I feel amazing. And then I was like, yes, Tuesday morning, Doria's going to be off for a while now because I wanted to go to yoga class. And... Obviously, as you start to slowly understand, you know, the movements, the breath, a little bit of philosophy, you know, and and you feel yourself like so calm and relaxed and just in peace. You know, you you find yourself in peace with yourself. Um, And there was a a really good space for me to be in that moment. Um, and from there, I slowly recovered my energies and I stopped going there because it was too gentle kind of yoga. I went to a gym and from the gym, after a few months, I went to yoga studios and, you know, then you start trying different kind of classes, different kind of teachers and yeah, and here I am. Then I went to India because I thought... I love yoga, but I want to know more. I just need to, you know, just movement is not enough for me anymore. And I'm and never in my life I would have told to become a yoga teacher. Like never. I was too scared. <laughs> like no, I can't do this. You know, I'm not able to do that. Um, so yeah, I went to to go. That was 2014, and I had my 200 hours certification. And here I am, you know. Okay, so, so, but that was, that was just like regular 
yoga right and then at some point you go to Burning Man Festival and you (laughs) do your first naked yoga class and then the naked yoga is born Yes, basically, yes. So, as you said, I was just doing regular, you know, like uh, Kundalini yoga, Vinyasa yoga, Power yoga, whatever yoga. I tried them all. Um, I started to teach. Actually, no, I didn't. I didn't. I I started to teach to my friends. That's it. Not like, you know, yoga studio. Excuse me. And then uh, I went to Burning Man Festival in Nevada uh, first time I don't know have you ever been there no I haven't okay go put it in your uh, to-do list um, I will do <laughs> you, you, definitely, you definitely have to go so Burning Man Festival is a festival obviously uh, about art so art installations everywhere and music so 24-7 music this place is huge. It's in the middle of the desert in Nevada. Uh, there is nothing there, but once a year, they create this city, like this huge community of people coming from, you know, all over the world. And um, I remember last time I went, we were like 70,000 people. <clears throat> so it's a huge place. It's so so big that you had to buy a bike because you can't just walk you know you need to you need to cycle two places because it's wow. too big yes it's just huge um i love that idea though like a, um being on a little cycling bike at a festival yeah it's it's, it's amazing it's it's really really beautiful and then just in the desert you know imagine this really really dry uh, desert like that you normally saw on like documentaries or films you know like Mad Max have you seen the movie yeah I love that okay, movie so, so that is Burning Man you know I don't know where they done the movie <laughs> but that is the kind of <laughs> vibe um, so I remember was first in the morning because I think I woke up like 5 o'clock got my bike and I went around you know seeing all these beautiful art installations um and i saw this woman like really really big art installation like maybe it was 20 meters maybe it was even more okay so imagine something huge and and i stopped there because i want to take some pictures so sunrise beautiful art nice people you know everybody's like dressed up like crazy costumes you just do whatever you want, okay? Um, so I stopped there, took some pictures, and at that time, um, a girl came with a photographer. She took her clothes off, and, you know, she was posing. She was a model. And I was like, wow. And it was taking pictures for her. I was like, why? She's so beautiful, and, you know, like, the lights is amazing. And she was posing in the same way the statue was, like, the mountain pose, right? And I was like, wow, so fascinating, beautiful. And then I stayed there, took some pictures, and I was like, oh, my God, that would be amazing to do. I want to do this. (laughs) And I was like... Um, no, Doria, stop. <laughs> so I was by myself, okay? My friend was still in the car. So we, we, we basically lived in the car for seven, eight days. <laughs> That's what we had. Um, 
It was like, yeah, Doria, you want to do this? It was like, no, come on. You know, like, you know, the, the devil and the angel on your shoulders, like, talking to you. And she's like, yes, and no, yes, and yeah. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do this. Because I, this is something crazy. So this is something that Doria will do. <laughs> Because, you know, when I, when I tell things to my friends, they go like, oh, yeah, we know you, you, you're so up to this crazy things so that there was something that Dory would a hundred percent do so I looked around I was looking for a photographer because I wanted to have memories of that moment not someone just like an iPhone taking pictures so I look around I found this guy with this huge camera and I asked him sorry would you mind to take some pictures of me like naked and he was like yeah yeah of course let's do this I was like okay not just naked doing naked yoga I was like, okay, cool, yeah, why not? Anyway, she, this model finished, so they left, went there, took my clothes off in a second, <laughs> was there, and I started to practice yoga. So remember we are in the middle of nowhere, desert. There are people around you, obviously, looking at you, taking pictures of you, and I didn't care. Started to practice yoga, I closed my eyes, I got into that practice so, so deeply, then I forgot that I was naked, literally, I was just feeling it in my body, the breeze, you know, the, 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 the sounds of the music, it was, oh God, I, seriously, oh, amazing. I opened my eyes, let's say after five minutes, And I saw so many people around me. I was like, oh my God. And, you know, I opened my eyes and I started to laugh. Like, oh God, what am I doing? And all people around there, they were like, you go, girl. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I love that. You pulled in a crowd. <laughs> yes. I was like, God. And then, yeah. And, and that moment, I felt alive. I felt accepted, I felt free completely, you know, I had nothing to hide, I wasn't pretending to be someone else, I wasn't acting, you know what I mean, I was, in that moment, I was the purest version of myself, that's me, this is Doria, I love yoga and I'm naked, this is who I am, take it or leave it, you know. Um, that's so beautiful Doria it, it, like the, it really the purest was. version of yourself it's like when you're in your um, like flow state that's another way I'd describe it that's so, exactly. so cool exactly and, and that's how I felt and I thought I mean everybody should feel the same everybody should be able to experience the same feeling the same freedom you know because we are so We, we put ourselves into small boxes and the society somehow is going to define who you are or your family is going to tell you who you have to be, how you have to do your things, what kind of career you have to have, what kind of life, you know, it just, we are not free. This is a fact. We live in a society that don't want you to be free. 
They don't want to have opinions. They don't want you to be yourself. They just want to command you, right? Um, I think everybody should be able to experience really strong and powerful emotions because these kind of emotions are going to put you on your path because look at me, you know, that was so liberating, so powerful for me that I'm now teaching Neka Yoga. God, like for not even thinking of teaching yoga, I'm now teaching naked yoga. Love it so much. You so know, tell us, can you um, explain to everyone a little bit? Because I remember when we've chatted about it, so many of the questions that you <laughs> get asked, I think you get asked very similar questions like, how does it work? How do you like <laughs> position the mats? Do you teach it publicly? Do you teach it privately? So yeah, <laughs> if you can just like the practicalities of um, naked yoga, because I definitely know that um, like one of my things was like, but how do you do it? Aren't you like putting your bum in someone's face? Like, <laughs> how exactly does it work? <laughs> this is like, I know, I know. Everybody's like, oh my God, what a I going down facing dog? <laughs> like, <"No." laughs> okay, that is not going to happen because uh, the way I place the mats is like in a horse shoe um, shape. Okay, so nobody's behind you. Like never. You will never have anybody behind you. You know, or in a circle, depends how many people I have, or in a circle, or horseshoe shape. So nobody's behind you. Uh, so, and, and as, as soon as I say that, people will go like, oh, okay, so yeah, maybe, maybe I can try that. <laughs> so I started um, with one-to-one classes, and I was renting a studio in Covent Garden. Um because I thought, you know, one-to-one class, just just do this, you know, little by little. <laughs> because um, actually, to go back one second, uh, so back from Burning Man, what happened? That Doria had this amazing photo shoot, amazing experience, you know, something crazy to tell about to her friends, and and I had this thing in the back of my mind like oh god that that would be so cool this would be really really good for people to do but oh god no 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 Doria you're not gonna do this and I was like jeez yes and no yes no again you know because I was scared I was like first I'm a woman okay then people are gonna judge me and they're gonna judge me really really badly Right. This is this is something that you do naked, that you do with men as well. Uh, people are gonna think I am a prostitute. People are gonna think I'm gonna have orgies with my students. People are gonna think all these awful things about me, and I, I can't. You know, I'm not able to do this. I can't get this energy. But still, it was a very strong thought in my mind to do this so I come back from Burning Man that was September because Burning Man is always the last week in August then I travel around for a a week or 10 days can't remember anyway so from September came back from Burning Man thinking about doing this until New Year's Eve 
there was a home because I don't like celebration. So I never, you know, you would never find me in um, Piccadilly Circus <laughs> going crazy, you know, at midnight, New Year's Eve. No, I would be home. So I was at home with my laptop, like, you know, just taking things online. And I found this uh, website for yoga teachers. Like, register yourself and then, you know, um, so register your profile. And then you go to the point where, you, where they're asking you, what kind of yoga do you teach? And you got these, like, boxes. So vinyasa, tick. Yin yoga, tick. Power yoga, tick. Uh, meditation, Tick. Nude yoga. I was like, oh God. Okay, so this is a thing. Um, tick. <laughs> so I put the tick on that box. Done. Register my profile. Bye. The day after, I opened my profile and I had so many messages like, hi Doria, you know, I've seen your profile, uh, I would like to know more about your classes, where do you teach, how much do you charge, uh, when do you do your classes, are they online, oh god, I was like, I have to do this, like, and now, like, I really have to do this, um, so I've done my researches, I've checked around who was doing that naked yoga, how much they were charging, how they were doing it. was like, oh my God, this is completely new to me. And that's that's how I started. I put it on my website as, you know, a new offer, new offering. And I just waited for people to come to me, basically. Um, and little by little, I started with one-to-one classes, as I said, in Covent Garden. And for one year. And then at the end, I thought, well, now is the time to teach group classes. And then it was another, like, scary thing. It was like, God, in a group class, you know, in a room full of naked people. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do this. So, and I did it. (laughs) Yeah, I just put it out there, you know, my website. I found a space really nice in Clapham North. And I started to teach group classes and it went well. It went, here I am, you know, here I am. Then I was approached by the the Sun newspaper. We had a really amazing photo shoot uh, with them. Uh, two big, huge pages. And I was like, oh my God, Doria is naked on the Sun newspaper. Like, wow, Doria. <laughs> Um, and from there basically things started to go into the right place you know I got more clients and I yeah that though I decided that that was my path and yeah yeah I am the, the BBC came to film a class didn't they they were sorry the BBC came to film a class. Yes, 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 yes. One year later, the BBC approached me and said, Hi, Doria, you know, we really like what you do. We are um, filming these documentaries with, um, what was the name? I can't remember, anyway. Uh, a very famous presenter on the BBC. Uh, we would like to come and film your class. I was like, oh, God. 
I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, I put my mask like, yeah, why not? Sure, that would be amazing to have you guys. And I was shitting myself, like, big time. <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah why not let's do this and then oh god <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do I this. love that it's like a, just a general thing for all of us right when we're like yeah I'm gonna do it I'm totally gonna do it and out, outwardly you look like you're just like so confident and inwardly you're like oh my god how am I gonna do this yes. absolutely terrified <laughs> and also because you teach you actually teach naked so that's the other layer to it, right? Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to be on the national TV. Everybody's going to see me. Oh, God, I'm going to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> but you did it. I did it. And it went very, very well. Um, it was a nice program. It's, I mean, it, you can see on my YouTube channel, um, there is that video about that. I'll link that in the yeah the the documentary yeah the the was cool. Uh, Cherry Cherry I can't remember her name. My she's very famous and she's talking about uh, how hard is for for people to accept you know uh, our bodies and the relationship with plastic surgery. So you know you get to a point where you don't accept your body uh, at all and you want to change it with plastic surgery. So the body acceptance part, that was my class, you know, like teaching Nike yoga for body image, body positivity, body acceptance. And I was like, on, on, the, on the documentary, I was the first thing, you know, to come. I was like, oh God, they just put me first. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's so cool because I know that so much of, you know, what what you're doing and what you're putting out there is about self-acceptance and um, freeing the world from body shame and you've worked with clients who have cancer and um, anorexia and bulimia etc yeah because that 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 is my journey okay so if that worked for me it's gonna work for everybody else because of the treatments i had i became infertile you know that that's that's the story i became infertile and i was like oh god Who's going to love me? I can't even have kids, you know. I wasn't old woman enough. I wasn't feeling good. I wasn't feeling like someone is going to accept it, accepting me, you know. It's like, I'm not woman enough. I'm not. And I hated my body. I hated myself. And then at some point, I discovered yoga and you feel good. And then later, I discovered naked yoga. So the naked aspect of the practice, that's what really gave me my body uh, confidence back, the love for myself back, the naked aspect, you know, the the connection that you're going to find with your body again. That was it. And that's what I'm trying to teach people. Like, just be brave. Just jump out of your comfort zone. Only good things can come your way. I think what you're doing is unbelievable and so powerful. And um, especially, you know, with your story, people are just going to feel so inspired. 
um, because you've lived it as you said you've you've lived it and you've been in yeah, that place where you exactly yourself exactly and... this is not something I decided like you know I didn't have a business meeting okay guys what we're we gonna do today oh let's invent something to make money oh no 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 this this is my life you know this is like this happened to me on my skin on my body and this is the result that I accept myself the way I am and as I said before, take it or leave it. You know, you don't have to please everybody. You don't have to just just be yourself. Be nice and kind, but be yourself. Don't hurt anybody, but go for your way. You know, go follow your path. This is, this is, this is the lie we've been given. Why you had to waste it in an office. If this is not what you want to do. You know, just do something that makes you feel alive. Because what's the point otherwise? Totally agree. And it's a big struggle for a lot of people. Yes. Um, that feeling of... of um, I think, I think to be honest, so much of it is because people don't know what... what they would do if they didn't have their desk job. And, I mean, that's a whole other topic. But I think when you have an experience... Like, so for, for me, my experience was my mental health went downhill badly and was signed off work and that moment where I was signed off work was such a realization of having to change my life it like it wasn't an option you know to to carry on in the job I was in and then therefore in that time and space that I had signed off work I was able to work out what was making me feel alive as well so yeah very different experiences but same kind of principles in terms of finding your purpose and finding what it is that sets your soul on fire exactly exactly and don't be scared because it's just fear you know fear is the only thing that is gonna stop you just jump you know just just jump just do it and then you will deal with that it's so empowering and people um, I, I see people every day, they become different person, just the, the, it's so powerful, you know, because it's something very scary, you know, if you, if you're scared about being naked, imagine to do something that is very scary, you are totally 100% vulnerable, you're there with a stranger doing naked yoga, God, some people really freak out, but after 10 minutes, you forget that you're naked because there you're going to connect with your body and with your breath and you start enjoying the practice. And at the end of the class, people look at me like, oh my God, what I just did. And this is amazing, you know. <laughs> they walk out of the room like, yeah, like, you know, 10 meters taller than before. It's amazing. Giving people confidence is, is beautiful. I can't wait to come and do a class with you. I haven't yes. get my um, courage up when I was back in London, but I definitely think I'm a, a, a different person now and I would love to come and do a class. Or you've got to yeah. come to Bali and we'll do oh a class because I know you were planning it uh, on coming yes. at some point. So. I was, everything gone yeah, down the hill. Yeah, <laughs> But you can join me on Zoom. You know, I teach ah. every week on Zoom, so you're welcome to, to join me there. Yeah. That's yeah. super interesting because that must bring um, a lot of ease to a lot of people in terms of being yes. naked because they're not in a room with other people. Exactly. So it's just all about them and connecting exactly. with themselves. Exactly. 
Exactly. And it's amazing to work with people all around the world. You know, it's beautiful. That's it's beautiful. so cool. Okay, I'm going to yeah. join. <laughs> yeah. I have just a couple more questions for you. Yes, and, of course. And um, one was the, the fact that, um, kind of you touched on it a little bit, but the fact that naked yoga could possibly bring you clients who were definitely there for the wrong reasons. And I remember you telling me... Um, that luckily that had actually only happened once. Was that right? That actually you have never had any any you know problems or difficulties with it. There was just one person. Yes, just oh my god, that was so weird. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I got this guy, <laughs> and we had this one to one class. So he booked two hours. He is not from London, so he was coming to visit um, some relative. Uh, but it, it was from America. So it was coming here, maybe a couple of weeks, wherever. He booked two hours, one-to-one class with me. And, uh, I mean, you feel the energy. You you really feel it, okay? It just It's just energy. You feel it. And so we started to practice, and he wanted to do this kind of couples yoga. I was like, I don't do that. And then he was asking me to do some position that I wasn't comfortable with, that obviously I said no, okay? So always remember, don't say yes when you want to say no. Say a big, loud no and stop the energy. Um, so at the end of the class, nothing happened. I mean, we, we just did yoga, okay? But it was the energy. It was he came with that sexual energy, and when he left, I could tell you he was frustrated because he couldn't get any of that kind of energy from me. Um, and he sent me an email complaining because I didn't do any wide legs position, you know, and because he said, oh, well, naked yoga is all about because you are an exhibitionist. I was like, not at all, baby. <laughs> You came to the wrong place. I mean, there are people out there who advertise Nikki Yoga and they do something else. Good for them. Fine. They shouldn't use the Nikki Yoga thing because you can do whatever you want to do and just do it. Okay. Don't make it appear something and then you're after something else. Um, So in that way, they kind of ruin these uh powerful message of self-confidence and self you know and, and body acceptance because of that because they they they, they want to associate the nudity with sex and that's what the word is used to associate right uh, but nudity is normal we were born nude we were born naked then society told you that, oh my God, you are a pervert if you're naked, you are, um, you know, you, you just, you, there are things that you don't do because you just don't, that's it. Or you're going to go to, you know, oh God. Anyway, uh, he sent me an email complaining because we didn't do these wide legs positions. I was like, well, you know, uh, I'm not going to do that because you just asked me. Um, but as I said, this was just one off. It never yeah, happened to me since. Yeah, I feel like you've been since. very lucky. Yes, 
Exactly, exactly. And even this online uh, new way of working, I love it. This is one of the reasons why I love it more. Because yeah, super empowering. Yes, it is. It is. And, you know, I'm teaching from my space. Everybody's at home and uh, they feel more relaxed and more confident because, uh, as you said, you're not with all the strangers, even though I have some students who prefer more the energy with all the people in the same room. It's, it's completely different. Yeah, it's I get completely that. different, you know. Um, it's the same when you practice with, with your clothes, you know, in a yoga studio than from home. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been lucky. There, isn't there? Exactly, exactly. But I'm very good, like, spotting these people. I'm very strict, like, don't come here and mess with my students and my energy because I'm going to kick you out, like, straight away. But to be honest, I've been, well, or I've been lucky or I'm very strict sending these message out there like you know don't don't come here for the for the wrong reason because this is not a space for you i think i'm good delivering this message so you know they, they don't come closer people with bad intentions i can totally imagine that knowing you and <laughs> your feistiness which i love yes. so yeah <laughs> exactly. and you need it right if you're going to be putting something out like this out in the world you need to be able to have that of course. Um, we have to put up those boundaries and of course. Um, yeah. Okay, so my final little question for you. Yes. Um, I would love to know the three most important things you have learned from both practicing and teaching naked yoga. Hmm. Um is I can okay, this is something that yes, I learned from teaching naked yoga to know them able to give people um confidence this is so powerful uh they are able to change their lives that i am able to help them to discover who they really are um and i work with few people who uh were born as a male and then they discovered, or maybe it's always been in the back of their minds, you know, the more feminine energy they had. And they are now women. So they had the courage, they had the push for me to, to be themselves. The, you know, as I said, the purest way, the purest version of yourself. This is amazing, and you know that wouldn't happen if I wasn't going through this path. To be honest, um, freedom is everything. This is what I learned. Freedom is all you have. That's it. Just take it. You need to be brave enough to take your freedom. Most of the people out there, they're not. And I feel kind of sorry for them because you only live one life. And you should, you know, get the most out of it. And another thing is I like myself. I really like the person I became. 
I like the way I I'm growing. I'm growing and learning from my mistakes and I'm always saying yes, <laughs> you know, as I said before. Uh, even when you're super scary, say yes. Do it, you're going to deal with it. What can happen? What can happen? That you're going to fail and what? You're going to do it again. That's it. So, that's yeah. So cool. I feel like that's um, uh, super powerful like my three things that I've taken from that is basically confidence, freedom, yeah. and growth. Yes, absolutely, 100%. So let's all join you on the mat naked. Oh, yes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. And I'm going to get um, all the links from you, how people can yeah. find you, learn more, Um Doria's got a beautiful little video on her um, website that uh, really made me smile when I was watching it earlier, just talking about why she teaches. And yeah, yeah so I will, I will link all of that up. That's great. That's great. Sure. Thank you so much. Thank you, you so much for having me. Thank you, Sophie. You've like inspired me. I'm going to go out into the rest of my day feeling like, yeah, super inspired by everything you have said. Awesome. Be naked. Be naked. Be, be free. Naked. <laughs> Hashtag be naked. <laughs> Hashtag be naked, Victoria. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Sophie. Thank you, Doria. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks so much to you guys for listening to my Move and Inspire podcast. Stay tuned for more interviews with some incredible people in wellness. Let's aim together to find our inner strength and to keep searching for what it is that sets our souls on fire. If you haven't already subscribed, I would love for you guys to check out my membership channel, Move and Inspire, for yoga classes, meditations, health and wellness tips, and recipes too. You get a free trial when you sign up, www.sophiedeer.com.